Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we're adding new services and personnel every day. Please welcome Kimberly Carver, FNPC, to the Highland Pediatric and Primary Care Rural Health Clinic. She's another addition to our expanding family of service providers. Please call 601-358-9765 to schedule an appointment. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family. All right, welcome back. We are on top of the hornet's nest doing a, something a little bit different. Uh, Jeff and I on a podcast missed a uh, Wednesday night due to storm restoration uh, duties for, <laughs> for my day job and Jeff trying to catch up at his day job as well. Jason Baker, um, sideline reporter for um, Popperville Football, of course, joins us. He's got a call tomorrow, uh, USM and North Alabama on ESPN. Donnie Pascal with Diamond Productions has provided the streaming all season long for Popperville football. And so we're all together. We missed an opportunity uh, potentially on Wednesday night to be able to do something. So we thought it'd be fun to try something uh, on the video side and audio. So guys, we just witnessed Popperville put on a show 62 to 17 over Florence uh, tonight in the first round of the 4A playoffs. And just a dominant performance. We'll start with them, and then we'll just kind of uh, go all around the world in South Mississippi with some scores. But let's hear y'all's thoughts on what Popperville was able to do tonight. Yeah, I mean, uh, impressive, uh, unbelievable, how, however you want to describe it. I mean, you, you total up the two trips for Florence uh, Eagles into Popperville, Mississippi. It's 104 uh, to 31. That's the two scores of those two ball games. One of those was a trip to state title uh, to the state championship on the line in that 2016-2017 season. And what's crazy is is this game may be more impressed. This win may be more impressive in uh, – I don't know. You know, for a team that took a bye week, they sure didn't look like it uh, in certain aspects of the game. I guess uh, the head coach and uh, the coaching staff will, will find enough mistakes to correct, uh, certainly. And there were some out there, but uh, uh, the running game uh, didn't appear to be uh, bye week affected at all. No, I think we, if we look, we could probably find Holston running loose somewhere out <laughs> still. I mean, that guy, I don't know that uh, a whole lot stopped him besides these chain-link fences uh, in here tonight. Donnie, you know, Jeff and Jason and I have kind of been on this ride with Popperville. You're new to it from a uh, – I hate to use the term outsiders, but from your perspective, being able to see this Popperville program week in, week out, what are your thoughts? Man, look – it's impressive. Every week it's impressive. And I remember early on I said, oh, boy, what did I get myself into? And we had Baker, you, Jeff, y'all alluded to it every week. Hold on. Don't, don't, get, don't get wild on us. This is a good football team. And you see it now. You see it. These, these last four or five weeks, even with the bye, they just continue to put points up, points, yardage. And I'll tell you, tonight's game, my, my most impressive um, statistic, I guess, was the patience of Holston. Because he didn't always hit the sideline. He would wait for those blocks to develop, then cut it up, and he was gone. But, uh, you know, Popperville's impressive. They, they have been for several years. As like, like you alluded, these guys, y'all been on this ride for four or five years now, and, and, and you're seeing it. You know, it's playoff football time for Popperville, and they, they're making a, a show of it. 
I can't believe you didn't mention a black uniform. I thought that would be. I, I, I mean, you were so nervous, like that we were wearing black I tonight. I don't know if Baker even tried to that put that gray gray on. They us, come out man. with the black bottoms on. And I told Clay, I said, I just don't feel right. They wore those week one, and we haven't seen them since, as far as I remember. And, and by the end of the game, I told Clay, let's wear black every week. That's good. <laughs> Jeff, your perspective, of course, you get us all set up each and every week uh, for the, these broadcasts and the podcast. So we thank you. <laughs> as we say that, you're down on one knee managing the stuff once again for us. But uh, your perspective, man, is uh, what a ride we've been taking on by head coach Jay Beach and this program over time. And then once again tonight to be able to be in this atmosphere and, and witness you made the point. I'll let you make it again about uh, the touches and what those ended in tonight. Yeah, it was just impressive to have a ball club uh, like the Popperville Hornets. You know, they possessed the ball nine times and they scored nine times, nine touchdowns. And it's, I mean, that's unhurt. I mean, that's that's awesome numbers. And if you look at Tyron Holston, uh, the way he played tonight, uh, I had him 228 on the running uh, ground, but then 60 on the passing, 288 all-purpose yards. And then, and I alluded to it in the post-game show, uh, that talking to you, to have a game like that, 62 to 17, and then to have the head coach tell the group, "But we can be better." And and then all the other four A teams throughout the state has been eyeing Popperville, looking at this ball club, and but then to say we can be better, I mean the score could have been 80. You know, we talked about it. I mean he, you know, he didn't. Uh, you know, there was some missed opportunities there, uh, but to possess it nine times and score on all nine, uh, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, very impressive. And so we've camped out there. Let's look what's right in front of Popperville. That will be South Pike. South Pike will come here next week. That's uh, due to South Pike beating Bay tonight, and so South Pike will come to Popperville the last few years, that ball game. It's it's weird that you can call it a rivalry, but that's what it's kind of turned into with the way these teams continue to run into each other, JB. Yeah, it's uh, we, we alluded to it last year when we knocked them out uh, in the third round here instead of for the state. Uh, yeah, it was third round, correct? Yeah, South State the year before. Uh, that, uh, man, you'll never get them back in Poplarville, Mississippi. And here goes the Mississippi High School Athletic Association again getting it right they've changed it to where the higher seed gets to host the second round uh if both teams have hosted a home field actually in years past uh you would have been subject to some funny rule whether your district numbers high or low uh and it we possibly could have been headed to magnolia mississippi to go take on south pipe but here they come again uh back into poplarville mississippi they'll know what this environment is like lucky for them uh covid will somewhat affect it because the environment is a little bit less um, but uh, for any members of the Hornet Nation that, that watch this and consider that a challenge, uh, take it on uh, and see what kind of racket you can can make in this place and atmosphere you can create in this place um, because next week will be special uh, because there's a team still left uh, undefeated in 4A that's in the south. Uh, that would be the third-round matchup if they can keep surviving uh, in Newton County. Uh, but you got to get through South Pike first, and uh, I know Jay Beach won't allow this team to look ahead or even think ahead. Uh, he has challenged them to go 5-0, and and uh, 5 would mean a gold ball and a ring um, if they can go on that journey. And uh, right now, uh, you know, as you started the broadcast off uh, on Friday night, Clay, you said you can't go 5-0 and without going 1-0, and and that's what the Hornets have done, and, and here comes South Pike, and they'll be well coached. Uh, they play extremely hard. It's a very well-respected rivalry over the last couple of years. Um, they're a class bunch, and uh, we expect no different on Friday. Yep, and you mentioned it, JB. When you look at the uh, the top half of this section of the bracket, 
Newton County does what we thought they would do tonight, but not in as uh, really as impressive fashion. That was a close ball game with Purvis. Popperville really had their way with Purvis. That was a touchdown ball game, a 10-point ball game for most of the night, and they will take on the other Pike, if you will, North Pike. And so, Jeff, um, Donnie, when you look at everything you're starting to hear and see about uh, Newton County kind of keeping an eye on them through most of the year. We knew what they would have at quarterback and at tailback. And this is a fun part of the bracket to kind of look at. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it here before, before Donnie talks. It's just – you well, know, we knew that. You barely yeah. gave, you barely plugged a man <laughs> yeah. in a mic. We knew you was going to take it. Go <laughs> ahead, Jeff. You, you set me up for it. But, I mean, me, you talked about it, too, while we were heading up the post game too, about just, you know, you almost want to go on the road maybe the second week so you don't get caught in going on the road that third week, too. And it looks like uh, Popperville is going to maybe get caught into that. We'll have to see what plays out uh, with Newton County playing, playing North Pike. But, Newton County's looked the real deal. I've seen some film on him. I know you have seen some film on him, too, because we were texting, I think, all in the group about it. And uh, Newton County has been, uh, besides tonight, they have just been exploding on people. The scores has been up there. They've been tremendous. Uh, and tonight is kind of a, a, oh, wow, you know, they they squeaked one out against Purvis, so to speak. But uh, Newton County looks to be the real deal. That's who everybody was talking about. Even this coaching staff here at Popperville was talking about Newton County, uh, that they're the real deal coming out that other side and then found out they were matched up with them. So they keep playing like they're playing. These two, Popperville and Newton County, are, are on a collision course. Yeah, should be uh, fun. Uh, Donnie, when you look at it from, from your perspective and, and what you've gotten to see, Newton County's untouched, unblemished uh, so far this year. Yeah, that's right. And, look, speaking of perspective, I'm definitely on the wrong side of the camera here. You know, that's, <laughs> that's perspective for you. And that's why, Jeff, I, I just let him go ahead and take that one, you know. But, um, you know, I'm going to be new to the South Pike rivalry here. Again, you kind of mentioned that a second ago. Um, but I can't wait to see what it's all about. You know, again, you guys have all said it. Newton County's impressive in every facet of the word. Uh, but, but look at – We've got to get business. We've got to get to work next week, right? We've got That's to take right. care of South Pike to see what Newton County's about in the event they do the same, you know. So we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and JB just pulled up a, a score, and you talk about potentially looking ahead and uh, some broadcast guys that can maybe lay out some future matchups that never take place. A, a big score down on the coast, JB. Yeah, Lawrence County upsets Moss Point tonight, wow. uh, 20 oh. to 19. And, uh, uh, for those of you that will watch this, uh, Lord knows, I hope it's none of the players, uh, I'll, I'll disclose this. That essentially means uh, Poplarville could possibly only travel one time uh, in this playoffs and possibly none uh, wow. now with the uh, number eight district team out, the number eight district one out, which is Moss Point. Uh, this year the low number goes to the high number in the playoffs, which would have meant had Moss Point come out on that other side, uh, the seven district, which is us, would have been traveling to the eight district, which is them. But uh, they're eliminated. I don't know if they have anybody else in their district left. Uh, that's what it would take for Poplarville to not host a uh, – South State Championship game, but uh, that's putting the cart way before the horse. <laughs> Jay Beach will absolutely kill us probably for doing this, but uh, the fact of the matter is that's the truth, and what a win. Lawrence County was a team last year that shocked everybody all the way until the South State. We saw him with a tailback. I believe he's back, uh, if I remember right, Clay. Uh, you may know more than I, but um, you know they were a team that made it to South State Championship and uh, played right here in this very facility that we're in, in the Hornet's Nest, uh, right here at One Hornet Drive, and uh, 
they go on the road, they go down on the banks of the Escatapa and, and knock off the Moss Point Tigers. That's a Moss Point team with two SEC kids, a quarterback and a receiver, uh, and they're one and done out of the playoffs tonight. That uh, that will send some shockwaves uh, across the 4A landscape, at least south of Jackson. Yeah, no doubt about that. And then um, you look at it, they'll play the winner of Richland and Summerall. I don't have a, a score to that. Summerall, a, a weird scenario. COVID uh, canceled uh, the last two ball games and they come in out of our district the four seed they were playing richland who was the two seed out of um that newton county and in that district so we'll have to see of course coach Plummer has a beautiful story overcame a severe case of covid his team a few weeks ago before they took on newton county was undefeated and so we'll get uh, that score this 4A is a lot of fun to talk about, but let's bounce around a little bit. We saw where, where Jeff's got a score. Summerall beat Richland, so Summerall is going to advance and take on Lawrence County in that ball game. And that's with a kid that uh, they have a true freshman quarterback that was making his first career start of the season. Their quarterback actually got hurt in their last ball game. That's the Summerall prior to COVID. Uh, and that was actually one of the reasons Shannon White chose not to play the game against the Hornets in the last bye week, take a forfeit. He played out the scenarios for the playoffs, uh, and they worked in his favor, and some rolls in the playoffs, and not only are they in the playoffs, uh, they just won a playoff game. So uh, credit to him. And, and a question, was it two games or three games? Because it was two COVID games, and then they forfeited our game. So three yeah, total, right? That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. So, so they, they played there, three man, weeks Donnie. out, yeah. Yeah, and so – when you look at that, boy, they take that kind of time and those kind of losses, and they're going to live yeah. to fight into that second round. So wow. interesting. And when you look at the other team from this district, I thought Stone would win a, one playoff game, potentially two, had a big lead from what I'm reading on that Twitter machine, and then gave it up. So Stone uh, gets beat tonight. I was surprised by that score, but Mendenhall – uh, beats them. They will take on Macomb. Macomb and Van Cleve uh, playing at the moment. Macomb was leading that ball game. Another score of note, not in 4A, but of 3A, the defending 3A state champs, J.D., got beat tonight. So they're out. Uh, Coach Mancuso normally does not make an early exit to the playoffs, but uh, that's going to happen this year as Raleigh beats uh, J.D. and puts him out. The guy that was on uh, Coach Mancuso's staff and a guy that uh, coached under him for many years put him out of the playoffs tonight. Now it's going to kind of get weird, which that's okay with us four, but we'll bounce around in a lot of different areas, just some scores that we've collected and some things to talk about. Clinton beat Starkville tonight and, and pretty handily, so – um, Starkville kind of hitting a little tough slide here at the wrong time. We'll have to see how that plays out in 6A football. Biloxi beats Gulfport 7-6, uh, to six, and then Harrison Central beats Ocean Spring. So anything jump out at you guys with some of those uh, scores and finals? Well, I saw Jeff mention it. That that that, that game, yeah, game. man, yeah. low scoring, real low scoring. Yeah, with two powerhouses down on the coast and sit say to see the see the score end up yeah. like that. That's that's crazy. And how about a good buddy of ours, Casey Kane, in the year the Harrison Central oh, yeah. Red Rebels have had uh, Casey, a guy that we've all worked with uh, over across the street, across Highway 11 at Pro River Community College, and uh, 
Casey just a fantastic guy. They've they've really been in 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 put in a tough position. They they had an uh oh uh, looking ahead a couple about three weeks ago. Uh, got beat against the Hancock Hawks, which they had no reason to have happen. But they got caught looking ahead to a, a marquee matchup against Iberville last week. That Iberville wound up winning uh, that that football game, and uh, now Harrison Central bounces back. And I believe that was Ocean's. If I'm not mistaken, that was Ocean Springs either first loss or second uh, loss of the year. So a big win. Uh, for Casey and uh, the Red Rebels over at uh, Harrison Central. And you look at, you mentioned Ocean Springs, Coach Pinnock going from what he did at Pass, built Pass. Pass had an unreal first year under him, parlayed that into the Ocean Springs job, has done basically the exact same thing. And so he's a guy that was on that Clinton staff. He was the OC for Cam Akers uh, for Clinton during that run, we had him on a podcast. I guess that was last nice year, year, Jeff. Yep. He was an impressive guy. He's been impressive. But Harrison Central uh, got him. You mentioned Coach Kane. Uh, two other guys off that staff, Coach Causey and Coach Mitchell, I believe they all three were on that staff. Now uh, Coach Causey, the head coach at Oak Grove, Coach Russell Mitchell, the OC, hang 56 on Northeast Franken tonight. And that offense has been unbelievable. And, Look, we're picking guys, and I take it with pride every time we mention Russell Mitchell uh, to see what he did across the way at Pearl River Community College to be able to learn under uh, Tim Hatton and the genius that Tim Hatton is offensively and to be able to see him put those weapons up at Oak Grove and let them run. And week in, week out, you see him breaking the speed limit. He's up over uh, 56 again tonight. And that Oak Grove team – Look, guys, yeah. you look at 6A, Oak Grove's doing what they did last year. Oxford's up there doing what they did. That's a potential rematch of what was – y'all saw it. Y'all, yep. I went to bed early, but y'all hung <laughs> around for the second half last year. Y'all saw a barn burner in that state championship. Yeah, I'd hate to be Oxford and catch them one more time because right. they're right. not going to catch a, a a real happy-go-lucky Oak Grove this time uh, in the vet. They're going to catch a pretty pissed-off team, for lack of a better term, uh, off of uh, the debacle that was the way that game ended last year. Drew Causey's a client of mine in my, in my work, and I speak to him often and uh, wish him well often. And uh, they have literally – the Warriors have literally been on a war path, and they are not – uh, taking names and uh, what they've been doing to the competition uh, is absolutely just wrecking them. And uh, th- I don't – if there's somebody lurking that, that's going to beat them somewhere, uh, they've been hiding for this entire year uh, through that 6A final. So uh, good luck to the rest of them because uh, it's been Oak Grove and everybody else. And, and you're talking about mad, Oak Grove coming in mad and don't want to see them again. That was a home game for Oak Grove, right there at Hattiesburg, across 59 down Hardy Street, slept in their own bed. Got, I mean, home crowds packed the house. And you can bet there's a bad taste in, in that uh, that staff and then the players that are still there that didn't graduate. There's there's a bad taste. They're, they might be looking ahead too but or might not be looking ahead. Getting, they're getting ready for their playoff run. But in the back of their mind, they want to see Oxford again. Yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point, uh, Jeff. We're talking about finals. These are regular season cappers tonight 6a and 5a right. certainly will start their playoffs next week looking back at the 5a uh, level picunes in in the middle probably of their fourth quarter right now they had a lengthy delay donnie was describing a young man hurt from wayne county 
And uh, that's a tight ball game. Donnie, last score you had on that one before we came I think came the last on. one I had was 20-7 to seven early fourth quarter, but I think they scored again. Is that what, what you had mentioned? Yeah, I think it, I think they made it made it 2014. My my phone's across the room over there, so I don't I don't know the, the update since then. But man, look that that's a tough ball game. It looks like and Wayne County, I think, was a victim of some COVID last few weeks, weren't they? Yeah. Yup. Yeah, and so that this tough uh, look, Wayne County and Picking, when you put them together, you, you never know what you're gonna get. You know, they, they they've been in a lot of battles these last. Uh, these last few years, you know. Yeah, Jeff, you got an update on that one? Yeah, it's 27 to 14 is what I have here, the latest. I don't know if it's gone uh, final or not, but it just says 27 14. And that's, that's, you know, potential. It's not over right. yet. But, I think but, it's about five minutes or something yeah, like that. Yeah, potential back to back losses for Picayune, kind of right. a team that we saw earlier this year. And, uh, I mean, after they left us, I mean, they went to demolishing yeah. uh, their opponent. And, uh, you know, just got really rolling, and then all of a sudden now they've they've had a situation. They delayed one game, played on a Saturday at noon, which is such an odd time yeah. uh, to go try to play a game. And uh, when uh, you look at it now, all of a sudden uh, they, they're potentially – it's not over yet, but potentially looking at back-to-back -back losses. Yeah, and as you said it, that's uh, some weirdness going on there, and that's not what you want to have going into the playoffs. I believe even with the loss with East Central getting beat, which was another shocker, right. <laughs> yeah. Hattiesburg upends East Central. Look what's happened, though. Hattiesburg has gotten hot. They've won yeah. four in a row, but they beat a very good East Central team tonight that I don't think a lot of people expected to see that score. And if East Central right. would have won – and that score holds sure. up the pick you, right. and East Central would have been a district chance, but couldn't take care of their end, and Hattiesburg got them. Well, and yeah, and that was only, I'm sorry, that was only East Central's second loss. Their yeah. first loss was the pick you 14 to 7. That's it. And, and I know I, I read an article earlier this week that that district had some of the biggest flip flops. Picking could have won tonight, sealed up a one seed, or they could have potentially been a third seed. So that, there was a lot of different chaotic, you know, endings on, on, on whatever. And I think we still don't know right. technically where everyone ends up. It just depends on where well, all the finals come You had Pascagoula, too, in that's that right, mix yeah. with East Central. So, I mean, this, that's that 5A, we've talked about it before on it's the podcast. Crazy, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a massive division in that 5A with them teams playing. Well, and I'll tell you this, Rod Davis told me tonight, that's where Florence is headed into right. that district next year. Uh, in in Class 4A, and you you talk about a Florence team that you know he was almost saying, man, it it, it doesn't seem right to be thrown right. into that district with those kind of wolves all throughout that district, and they're going to be the second smallest uh, 5A in the in the entire state of Mississippi is Florence. Mm. And then didn't George County come in that district too? Did they get bumped down? I they, think so. In I, the, think yeah. I, that, I think yeah. so. I'm not 100, yeah. percent but I think so. Yeah, I do, I do remember seeing that George County is that last team in there. Yeah. Typical 2020, we're out here trying to do something a little bit different. And Donnie, he's got the most expensive <laughs> equipment up here. Uh, he mentioned the rain starting to fall on us, starting to little sprinkle bit, little a little bit. bit. So let's get in maybe a couple more games, and then we'll shut it down. A team that we saw right off the bat early in the year, D'Iverville. D'Iverville is undefeated, y'all. They are. They Jason said it earlier in the year. A lot of weeks, if not all the weeks, that are going to have the best player on the field and Mr. Wally. And that's held up. Coach Dolan undefeated rolling into the playoffs. And yeah, when he, you've got the ace in the hole, it's kind of hard to I, beat him. I, I don't follow recruiting. I don't know what star he is. I don't, I don't know any of that mess. But uh, this is what I'll say to you. If there's one better in the state of Mississippi than uh, the one, I think it's Jaden. Is that right? That's his first name. Yep. His brother's playing at Mississippi State. If there's a better football player, 
uh, in the state of Mississippi than him. Good good luck playing that team because uh, what we saw from him is uh, flat out special. I mean, he is like when you hear people say that's a Division One football player, that is a Division One. He will go to the University of Minnesota, Minnesota. which is where he's committed, and will play as a first year player. He that's is right. that kind of twitch. I've asked some other the coaches uh, up at a school that I cover in. in uh, asked them about him, and, and they've said he is like literally the the most game ready freshman, uh, possibly in the southeastern region to go play. They they projecting to be a nickelback is uh, where he's headed to go play for PJ Fleck uh, at the University of Minnesota. And uh, he won me over when he started playing the effort that he gave on defense when they put him in on that we had only seen him on offense early in the game, and then they utilized him in the, the in the in the second half on defense, and he played with as much energy defensively as he did offensively. It was impressive. But as we sit up on, on top of the hornet's nest here, I can just look down at the field and see it. Yeah. I can see it all out That's why I kept that's staring down he is, there. You know? He called a punt, y'all, and yeah. I'm pointing. That means nothing to them. But <laughs> he called a punt at about the 46 and got it to the other 46 as, as quick as I've seen somebody out here. Well, and that was so and impressive. I remember later in that week that we played them, which it was a close game, and it shows you just how good of a yeah, team had we had. Yeah, had a possession to I mean, try to, to win look, a ball a game at goal, the end. What a tie game. And like you said, possession to win it. But I remember an uh, interception that – Looking at the film, looks like he had the interception. They didn't call it oh, that yep, way at the game. Right. But remember, I texted that out to you yeah, guys. Yeah, because he was kind of said, flipping, and they said, yeah. I remember Baker on the field said that was that was pick. Should have been a pick. And yeah. I think that if there's any one game this year that Poplarville maybe regrets or wishes we could just get a do-over for about ten minutes – uh, it's probably that one, and and honestly and truly, I mean, you may be the way they look now. That might have been two of the coast's best teams playing on the same field at the same time. And to think of the discrepancy, I, what I remember from the game is they had about eighty nine kids on that sideline, and we have forty something. Yeah, uh, and to just think that we had a chance to win it tells you the level that this Hornet football team has played in, and that's why those games, as Donnie alluded to earlier in this in this broadcast, that we alluded to this Popville team's good. Pump your brakes. Don't don't panic. That's why you were playing. Uh, what I mean, yeah. arguably one of the, one of the better teams uh, on the coast, a six A coast team, and uh, that's the product that they had. And it was a one possession game late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and you know when you sign up to follow this team, that part of it that's the joy. You know you're going to get to see some really special teams uh, match up against Popperville. I mean, we saw Mandeville last year. That was a lot of fun to see an out-of-state school of that caliber. Uh, you go find Coach Gonzalez through uh, one of your assistants and Coach Hickman, and, and you play them. And, look, to this, I, I follow Mandeville. I check their score, and, by the way, they're I, good again. But As good, you know I mean? as, good as Will Shepard was, I still see Mandeville from time to time. Just in my mind uh, <laughs> is, right. is how good Will Shepard was. Yeah, but uh, and so that scheduling, it's a fun product. Uh, Popperville football certainly has been uh, good to us. And, and, guys, I don't have any other scores that's going to keep us out in the rain unless y'all had had something else to add. I appreciate uh, each of y'all and, and what y'all add uh, to our crew. And so uh, this has been fun. We may have to do this uh, down the road. Uh, Maybe three or four Friday nights from like now. It. How about that when we're still playing football? Hey, look, if we can, uh, you know, get by a potential Newton County if we end up that way and, uh, you know, maybe host a South State, that would be pretty fun. You know, hopefully it's about 35 degrees cooler. You know, yes. I'd go for that. A little bit cooler. But, uh, you know, we, it's South Mississippi. What do we expect? Yep, that's exactly right. And so until next time, we appreciate your time and listening. Your family's health is our mission. At Highland Community Hospital and in partnership with Forest Health Systems, we offer a wide range of healthcare options. From our internal medicine clinic 
to advanced surgery and emergency services, from the Highland Center for Women's Health, to our primary care and pediatric clinic. Our goal is quality care for you and your family through the compassionate application of advanced medicine. Highland Community Hospital, the best choice for your family.